Welcome to IVCC's podcast. My name is Crystal Crady, the Admin Assistant for Student Services. Today, I have invited two guests to discuss financial aid, the Director of Financial Aid, Eric Johnson. Hi, Eric. Hi, Crystal. Thanks for having me. And Jill Worley, a financial aid advisor. Hi, Jill. Hi, Crystal. Thank you both for agreeing to be here with me today. You're welcome. Well, let's dive into some frequently asked questions. I'm sure you guys get hit up with a lot of common questions in your office, and I thought this podcast would be great to help maybe answer some of those frequent questions that students come up with. So the first one is, how do students apply for financial aid? And we'll start with you, Eric, on that one. Yeah, so we do get that quite a lot. Students come in maybe not sure where to start or what the process is. Um, the first place we do, we direct them to this is the FAFSA website, which is fafsa.ed.gov, um, and that's where they start creating their FSA ID, which is the login password to start the f- financial aid pro- process or FAFSA process. Um, and then once they have that completed, we generally receive it three to five days, and we start reaching out with the award letters or if there's any additional documents. Um, that's how we start, and that's how we get the ball rolling for the financial aid side. So, Jill, what if they need help completing the FAFSA? They just are confused, They're, they hit a roadblock, they don't know where to go next. Students are always welcome to call our office. We can usually help over the phone. Um, we're also, students can call and set up an appointment. Students and their families, parents can come in too, can set up an appointment to complete the FAFSA in our office with our help. And then occasionally throughout the year, you do have FAFSA completion workshops too, so they can watch the website or their student email for those things to be announced as well. Yeah, definitely. And then we also have, like we're out on high school campuses, sometimes we have the Illinois student, um, the ISAC rep who comes out there to help with students in the high school. So if you are a high school, senior high school student, you can make an appointment with her um, right there on your own campus and not have to go anyplace. So you had mentioned an award letter. So how do students know, Eric, how much of an award they receive? Yes, yeah, so once we get the FAFSA, we start processing it, um, and that tells us how much the student is eligible to receive in the Pell Grant, the MAP Grant, um, the SEOG Grant, which is the Supplemental Educational Opportunity Grant, um, just additional financial aid that really helps the student out. Um, completing the FAFSA gives us their expected family contribution, or the EFC, um, and that gives us a range of what the student is expected to receive for that academic year. It's not always the same each year, uh, but generally tends to be the same as there's not any major life events that do take place for the student or the family members. Now, speaking of the award letter a little bit more, um, that number that they see, it, what they get is based on how many credit hours they're actually taking as well, correct? Correct. A student who's going half-time to full-time is not going to receive the same amount of aid. Um, generally, the same student going full-time will receive X. If they're going half-time, generally, you receive about half of that, um, give or take, depending on certain credit hours and whatnot too, but we always, it's in, on the award letter, it just indicates um, a range of how much you would generally receive for the Pell Grant or different grants. And Jill, can students use their financial aid to purchase books and other supplies they might need? Once they have their tuition statement and they know exactly how much their classes are going to cost, if there is any leftover financial aid, that can be placed on a book voucher. Um, and those are usually available at the beginning, first couple weeks of each semester. Uh, and that basically is like a credit that they can use at the bookstore. And they can purchase their books, they can purchase uh, notebooks, uh, pens, pencils, things like that with the book vouchers. And they get notification in their student email when those are ready to be picked up? Absolutely, yes, they do. And they'll let them know the hours were open. 
So what about Eric summer classes? Can they use financial aid to help pay for that? Yeah, for as far as the summer classes, if the students do are choosing to take summer classes, we do request that they do fill out a financial aid form stating they want to use their financial aid over the summer. Um, but they can use financial aid um, in the summertime. If there is a couple different eligibility issues that might go into play depending on what you do qualify for um, because you can only receive so much in a given year um, but we would walk you through and let you know exactly what you're eligible for for the summer if you do choose to take summer classes here okay the next question is for you jill um, if a student withdraws from a class or fails it does that mean that right away their financial aid will be suspended there's two things that we look at in a situation like that, and hopefully a student will always come in and see us before they withdraw or drop from a class if possible. We want to take a look and see if their GPA is above a 2.0, and we also look to see if their completion rate. Have they completed at least 66.67% of the classes that they've attempted? So as long as their GPA is above a 2.0 and they're above that completion rate amount, um, they should be good, but they should always come in and check and, and see with us first. Okay. And Eric, you know, the financial aid process can be extremely overwhelming. Sure can. Uh, what tips do you have for students and or parents that are struggling completing the FAFSA? Yeah, so the first step is completing the FAFSA. Like I said, we've always encouraged students and family members to call us if they need help, come in, separate appointment to get that taken care of. After that hurdle is completed, sometimes we do request different documents um, to verify a student's information they input on the FAFSA. That is not an IPCC rule, that is a Department of Education rule that mandates us that we do collect these documents. Uh, so it might seem like a burden, but it's something that we are mandated to do, and we do try our best to make it as easy as possible. Um, so if that does happen to you, always stay in touch with us, give us calls, um, turn in your documents, make sure we receive those said documents. Um, it is best to have an open dialogue with us to make sure that we are receiving the documents and that you're turning in the correct documents so that way we have um, the correct information we can walk you through the process and make it seamless as possible. Wonderful. The next question is going to be for you, Jill. So is the FAFSA required for students that want to either be a student employee on campus or if they are applying for like foundation scholarships? Okay, so first I'll answer about student employment. Um, yes, a FAFSA does need to be completed um, in order to see how much eligibility a student has for federal work study. That is also part of their award letter that arrives to, in the mail to them, um, letting them know exactly how much of that they're eligible for. Um, and as far as scholarships, um, more and more of the donors for the foundation scholarships are wanting a FAFSA to be completed. So I would encourage every student, even if you're not sure, or even if you think you're not gonna be eligible for financial aid, fill out that FAFSA. Um, I'm also hearing more high school scholarship donors are asking for a FAFSA to be completed first. Okay, so that's good information. When in doubt, complete the FAFSA. <laughs> um, and I know the IVCC Foundation has awarded over a million dollars in scholarships just over the last four years. Um, the awards start at $500 and can reach up to $4,500. Uh, the deadline for the 2020-2021 scholarship application is going to be February 6th. So for that, they require a completed application form and an essay following the guidelines listed in the application as well as your FAFSA. Correct. Thank you both for being here today. Thank you for inviting us. You're welcome. Thank you. Check out IVCC SoundCloud channel or listen to us through Apple Podcasts or Pocket Casts for additional podcasts. Thank you for listening today.